and let a hallelujah come out of your mouth. What better time? Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So thankful for everything the Lord is doing. And uh, we also want to continue to keep people in prayer. And uh, I know there's some sickness going around. And I, I appreciate people that make the house of the Lord a priority. I also appreciate people that don't bring your sickness to the house of God. I'm just saying, if it's contagious, just just uh, call me. I'll love you. No, but there is sickness going on. We want to pray for people. And uh, I know up north there's that there's some storms and there's some people that, that should be in church today hearing the gospel that are not able to. So we want to pray that God will work and move and give all the church members and pastors wisdom and grace and good things will be happening. And so we want to continue to pray about all of these wonderful things. I am going to be continuing in a series that I have been in uh, entitled Built to Last. Built to Last. And uh, the mindset is the you can stand just for a moment, then you can be seated. The mindset is that very little in this world is built to last. Everything is built to look good. Nice image, but don't actually last. You buy those, all those cool little things that they, they advertise when you walk down the stores. they got these whole rows that say, uh, as seen on TV, and it's all these cool things. Ain't none of that stuff works. They all look good, though. Flex seal, all kind of stuff they got out there. <laughs> got myself in the John boat, tried it, didn't work. No, I'm just joking. I didn't do that. Didn't do that. No, but you understand what I'm saying. We, we just produce, produce, produce. But the, the mindset of making something that lasts seems to be something that's avoiding our generation as a whole. And in the kingdom of God, we do not want to just throw up a, a facade that looks good. We want to, something to be built in our lives that's going to last, that's going to survive the test of time. And that's what we're preaching about. That's what we're reaching for. We want marriages that last. We want our children to last in the kingdom of God. We want the church to grow and last. And so we have been focusing on the Word of God and um, Proverbs chapter 9 is where we have pulled all this from, verses 1 through 12. And it starts off by saying, Wisdom hath builded her house, she had hewn it out of seven pillars. So we have talked about preparation, we have talked about giving, we have talked about wise decisions. We've talked about dealing with people, dealing with the fool, dealing with the wise. And uh, today we're going to be in verse number 10 is where we're going to be today. I'm going to read this text. We're going to pray and we're going to be seated. Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 10. This is the sixth pillar that we find here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The fear of the Lord. I'm going to ask for your prayers 
I don't think I've ever preached the message. I will be preaching strong today. I don't think I've ever preached about fear before. But I'm going to today. And I want the Holy Ghost to come into this place. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you will help us right now. Oh, God. God, don't let me just preach this message and get through it. Let the passion and the power of the Holy Ghost flow through me. Flow into this congregation. Let every one of our hearts be open. God, I need to grow in what I'm preaching today. I need to grow in it. I need to know it better. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will help me. You will help this church, God, to live in the fear of the Lord. God, I pray right now, God, that you will touch each and every one of us. Let us leave this place thinking different, acting different than what we came in. Let us live our lives in the fear of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 You may be seated. The sixth pillar that we are referring to here today is the fear of the Lord. We live in a world that is quickly losing the fear of God. I was looking at an article, and there is a young lady. She is 17 years old. They are charging her with, with murder. And uh, the reason why is because she apparently talked this young man into committing suicide. She went through... She, studied how to deal how to let this happen dealing with carbon dioxide at one point in the text the young man gets out of the car and she tells him you better get back in that car whatever the wording is gets him back in there and and there's this whole scenario but what's happening the reason you see these things and it's almost glorified is because we are losing the fear of God. I'm not here to mock anyone. I'm not here to look in anyone's pain. I'm here to just talk today for a little while. And I want us to realize because we have celebrities that are taking their lives. And if anyone dares say that committing suicide is the wrong thing, one person in media, major news stream, is the only person I know that mentioned something how it, it, they shouldn't have done that. And everyone turned on them like a pack of wolves for just mentioning that suicide was not a proper thing to do. Going all the way back to Columbine High School and moving forward, the young men and the young women that have walked into their schools with guns and begin to shoot them. Do you know what the major belief that they have? It is one of evolution. 
You see, evolution being taught in our school is one of the most damaging things to our society because what it is teaching our children is that we are not created in God's image. There is nothing special about us. We're just something that has been formed over time, and there's nothing that about us that is God-made. I'm here to tell you I believe that God created man and woman. We are created in the image of God. I believe it from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I believe there is a creator. I believe there is a designer. But the thoughts and these are the things that are permeating and from what I understand this young lady also strong believer because when you believe in these types of things you no longer have God in the equation and when there is no God in the equation the fear of the Lord is no longer there where you will spend eternity is no longer talked about to mention the word hell in church is a rarity anymore things such as evolution it glorifies man and death because the only way for us to get here is enough people enough things to die that kept getting better and better it actually glorifies man and death but the creation it glorifies god and it glorifies life with evolution you stand in awe of how we evolved with creation, you stand in awe of a God that created all things. There is such a diabolical difference between the two. There is no God, the Bible says, that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. There will come a time, according to Romans chapter 1, verse 25, these people, they change the truth of God into a lie. And they began to worship and serve the creature more than the creator. There is a time in people's lives. It happened back then. It's happening now that people began to worship God in their own self. Their God is their self. They make their own decisions. There is no moral law that we live by anymore. People just come up with whatever feels good to them. Whatever makes them feel good is how they're going to live their lives. I'm here to tell you, uh, if that's how you think, uh, it is going to be a miserable life for you. Uh, but if you will realize uh, that there is a creator uh, that loves you uh, and that cares about you, uh, that wants to, you to have a relationship with him. When there is no fear of God, Things go down very quickly. But when there is a fear of God, it's because you realize God created all things. And in creating all things, that means if there is a design, there is a designer. And the one who makes all things makes the rules. That's really where we get down to. Because if there is a creator... And there's a God. Now people have to submit to that God. Once you decide that there is a God and you cannot fear a God that you don't believe in. So you first must decide that there is a God. 
You must look at nature and decide, is there any way that all these things that depend on each other, is there any possible way this could have truly happened without a designer? You keep going back and back and back, and as far as you can go, the scientists finally have to stop and say, I don't know where that came from, because life has to come from life. Where did it all start from? God said, let there be. There's a God that makes the rules. And because of that, because of that mindset, I believe that people say, well, let me believe something else. But there's a domino effect. They think it's just a mind thing that, well, I'm not really going to believe in God anymore. I'm just not really going to submit to his will anymore. But our moral decline in America is moving at such an unbelievable breakneck speed, uh, moving down uh, and in such an unbelievable way to me. The things that, just like the Bible says, uh, the good we are calling evil and the evil we are calling good. Uh, I look at this and say, how in the world could this happen? And it's because people are losing the fear of the Lord when you have fear when you have the fear of the Lord it makes you move the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 7 by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark for the saving of his house fear will help you move into a place in your life that your family can be saved. I'm telling you, when you lose the fear of God, you no longer protect your family the way they need to be protected. You no longer guard them from things on the Internet like you should. You no longer guard them from the things of this life. But there's something about being moved with fear. All of a sudden you say, whatever it takes, I'm going to make sure that they're okay. We do this in the natural world. We see something coming to our children. We attack it. We go after it. You're not going to attack my child. Now, you could think I'm a bad person if you want to for what I'm about to say, but we have a dog. We finally have a dog. It's a sad thing. But that dog is a, he's he's a a good-sized dog. As a puppy, he was a good-sized dog. And he's going towards Joshua, and he's, he's got this little, at first he had this biting thing. We have broke him since of this. But he went after my little boy, and I was trying to reach out to him. I couldn't do a whole lot. I couldn't say stop. I grabbed. I didn't even think about it. I grabbed that dog, and we were, we had a privacy fence around our pool, and it, it that that fence was probably about from me to that chair. I grabbed that dog and just chunked him across that fence. I know animal rights activists about to call. <laughs> what I'm saying is, my child, you ain't messing with my kid. There was something that rose up in me that said, no, I didn't think about it. I wasn't trying. Oh, let me think what I'm going to do. All of a sudden, something comes at them. And in the physical world, I think each of us, if we saw something coming at our child, our family, we would do whatever it takes to make sure they're okay. But more important than this physical body, their soul will spend eternity somewhere. It's time for us to get the fear of the Lord back in our homes where we say, whatever it takes, I have this. Decided, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord.
something's got to wake up in the apostolic church and in America. Something. No one wants to talk about fear anymore. To my knowledge, I've never preached about fear. The hundreds of messages that I preach, I don't think I've ever preached about fear. And just talking about it, you can see on your faces. If you Google fear, you will not find too many websites. I didn't find any, but you might be able to come up with something that says how to fear. How to be afraid. How to make sure you live with a fear in your life. No, you're going to find things, how to get over fear, how to get past fear. (laughs) Now, you Google love, and you're going to find all kinds of things, how to get in love. But understand that I preach about love. I preach on and on and on from like John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, I don't care who you are, you're a whosoever. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I preach about love and mercy and grace and power, but I'm here to tell you there are two sides to the coin. There is the love of God, but as much as the Bible wants to speak about the love of God, there is as much about the fear of God. It depends on what side you're on. A good shepherd is known to his sheep as being a kind protector. But that same shepherd doing the same things are known to the wolf as being a very dangerous person. It depends on what side you're on. Whether he's a precious person that makes sure you're okay or someone that's out to get you. The same shepherd doing the same job. It depends on what side you are on. Hear me today. I want somebody to wake up that tell you you need to have a fear of God in your life. You need to have more than the love of God. You need a fear of God. There are three basic types of fear that I see. You have a natural fear. This is something that is a good thing built in you. You go to the edge of a cliff and you look down and you step back. That's a good thing. To have a good, healthy fear about something naturally is a good thing. You don't just put your hands in the gears of a car. No, you keep your hands away. Oh, that's awful. No, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to be afraid, and that's a a natural fear. But then there is the spirit of fear, and that's not of God. There are people in this place, people that you know, that live with a spirit of fear that is not of God. 
a spirit of fear. The Bible says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm telling you, the devil would love to wreak havoc in your life. I've seen people, they wake up afraid. They don't even know why they're afraid. It is a spirit of fear. And I'm telling you, that spirit is going rampant in our world today. There's a lot of people that are taking drugs. And the truth of the matter is they are dealing with a spirit of fear. Good news. My God is able to deliver you from a spirit of fear. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live under depression any longer. Don't let Fear rule your life. There is a natural fear of just things in life, healthy, good. There is a spirit of fear. It's not of God. The Bible says it has torment. It never leaves people. That's not of God. Then there is godly fear. Our text began, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The Old Testament taught us to live with a healthy fear. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 7, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. This is one in hundreds of scriptures about fear throughout the Old Testament. I will not read through all of them today. You go to the New Testament, and as the way is being paved for Jesus Christ, he is preaching a message. And I'm going to get into this later, but I just feel like I need to say it right now. Fear, when we talk about fear of God anymore in our churches, all we talk about is the reverence. That's true. I'll talk about it in a minute. But there is just a straight-up fear that he's God and you're not. That's right. And that means he gets to say what goes in your life and you can't just make your own decisions. And that's really what the problem is, isn't it? That's why we only want to talk about the reverence of the Lord, which is so important. But he is God, and he will judge the quick and the dead one day. Lift your hands and pray for a moment. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. There was a fear that God would cut people off. That's what John the Baptist preached. He said in Matthew chapter 3 verse 9, Think not to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. And then there's a warning that comes to strike fear in their heart. I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. He's saying you're going to be replaced the next verse, and now also the axe is laid at the root of the tree, and every tree which does not produce, uh, produces not good fruit will be hewn down and cast into the fire. 
when John the Baptist preached, he preached fear in the hearts of people and he preached repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and he looked at the kings and he said you're living in sin he was preaching with power and unction he wasn't just saying let's all get around and sing kumbaya hey I know this is a weird message for me to be preaching but God help us in America he is God and we are not we need to get a fear again in us He's God. Jesus says in Matthew 10, 28, Fear not them which shall kill the body. Otherwise, don't live in fear of this earth. Don't live in fear of people and situations. God's going to be with you. God's going to take care of you. But he did not stop there. He said, don't be afraid of them that can kill the body. But rather, fear him. Who's him? God. Fear him that is able to slay both body and soul. Fear him. He's able to destroy both your soul and your body in hell. I could go scripture after scripture. When Jesus preached, he put the fear of God in people. You preach like I'm preaching here today. You can empty churches out. But we're not building no little weak need church in this place. We are building a church that's going to survive. Heaven and earth going to pass away. God's word's going to remain. And it says that we should have a healthy fear of God in us. The Old Testament prophets preached the fear of God. John the Baptist prepared the way with the fear of God. Jesus preached the fear of God. The great awakening that happened in our world back in the 1700s started with a message from Jonathan Edwards entitled Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. That is the message that woke somebody up. He looked at them and started with a text from Deuteronomy 32 and verse 35. God speaking to me belongeth vengeance. God is the one that's in control of this whole thing. God is the one that makes the rules. But then he said, their feet shall slide in due time. And he started preaching, Jonathan Edwards, about the fact that you're standing in a slippery place. And there is a hell that you will end up in if you do not give your heart to God. 
He talked about people that feel like they're doing okay, but they're truly not giving their heart to God. And he preached about the fear of the Lord. And it shook New England. And it shook our world. And there was a great awakening, not because someone got up and said something sweet, but the fear of God got a hold of them. I pray God help me to leave my family, not with my intellect, but in the fear of God and if I have the fear of the Lord it is the beginning of wisdom he preached heaven is real and stronger than heaven he preached hell is real Psalm 7 and 11 God is angry with the wicked every day that's what he preached the fear of the Lord is to hate evil these are the things he preached. And I'm here to tell you that God still hates evil. He still hates wickedness. He hates it. There's no getting around it. These two sides of a coin. One is this reverence. For God's majesty. The reverence for God's majesty. Isaiah 33 and 6 speaks of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Is speaking of how God is giving out these, these things. It's going to be stabilized in the time and your, your, your time, your life is going to be stable because of the wisdom and knowledge. The strength of salvation. And it makes a statement. The fear of the Lord is his treasure to have the fear of God is a treasure it's something you should hold on to it's something you should guard it's something you should make sure I'm not going to watch things and read things that take the fear of God out of me there are movies and books out there today that if you keep reading them and keep rehashing them, all of a sudden you stop fearing the Lord. All this stuff about zombies and all this mess that's out there, what's wrong with us? The Bible don't talk about the living dead like that. If God raises up the dead, they're fine. They're perfectly well, just like Lazarus coming out of the grave. We don't believe in dead people living. That's anti-God. You say it don't matter. Hear me. You read stuff about witchcraft. You read these things, and you're just taking it all in. I'm telling you, hear me. Hear me today. It is crushing the fear of God in you. It's making the supernatural as if it's just this little plaything. There's a real heaven. There's a real hell. You better be careful. Don't allow yourself to grow numb. It's a treasure. It's a treasure, Ricky. It's a treasure. Trace, it's a treasure to fear God. It's a treasure, Greg. It's a treasure, Brother Roland. It's a treasure. Guard it. The fear of the Lord in Psalms 19 and 9. It's clean. 
Psalms 19 and 9, the fear of the Lord is clean and doeth forever. Proverbs 14 and 26, and the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Proverbs 14, 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. It's wonderful. That's the majesty of it. The fear of the Lord because he, he has the power. There's life, uh, the majesty, uh, the reverence uh, of who God is. But there's also the wrath of God. But ye have set at naught my counsel. Proverbs 1, 25. You won't even listen to my reproofs anymore. And because of this attitude, because we have lost the fear of God, hear the word of the Lord. He is God. And he says, because you just said it not, otherwise you put aside the counsel. You don't listen anymore. You won't pay attention anymore. You won't correct anymore. You won't listen to reproof anymore. Verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. The spirit of fear is what he is speaking of here. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your desolation cometh in a whirlwind, your anguish cometh upon you, then shall ye call me, but I will not answer. Oh, God. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For you hated the knowledge that I have given you. You, you hated it. And you did not choose the fear of the Lord. He said, I'll laugh when your calamity comes. When your fear comes upon you, I'll step back and let it rule your life because you chose not to fear the Lord any longer. I'm here to tell you that's more than just talking about a reverence here. It's talking about the power of God, that he is God, and he can let things happen in this world. That story of Noah was not just a story. It really happened. This world really was completely destroyed. Every man, woman, and child except the eight souls on Noah's ark was destroyed. He's God. How do I fear the Lord? I'm glad you ask. Psalms 34:11. Psalms 34, 11. Come ye children, hearken to me. Listen, 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 listen. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I'm going to teach you some things about the fear of God. He goes on to talk about because man desires life and loves many days to see good. If that's what you want, then listen to what I'm about to tell you. Verse 13, he said, keep your tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. 
The fear of the Lord is where you begin to watch your mouth. I'm in it now. I might as well just do it for a little bit, right? You need to watch your mouth. If you fear God, you don't just talk about the things of God and the people of God. You don't gossip about each other. He said, if you fear the Lord, you're going to keep your tongue from evil. You're not going to speak guile. You're not going to pull people down. I'm telling you, if you don't fear the Lord, I can tell when people don't fear the Lord. They'll say anything, do anything. They don't have any fear of God in them. That's what David said to the man that killed Saul. He said, what was wrong with you? Did you not have any fear? Fearing you uh, that you lifted your hand up against uh, God's anointed. Uh, what is wrong with you? Speaking against the people of God, speaking against your brother, your sister, tearing people down with your words. He said, listen, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. You said, keep your tongue from evil. I'm here preaching to somebody today. You need to watch your mouth. You need to stop speaking things that tear people down and start speaking things that lift people up again. Death, death and life are in the power of the tongue. James 1.19 Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. said you need to be careful what you're doing. Your tongue reflects what's in your heart. The last part of Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. The things that are coming out of your mouth are not just starting there. The Bible says they're coming from the depths of who you are, the heart of who you are. When we speak evil and say evil and we tear down any anybody, the Bible says, Whatsoever you have done unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done unto me. You need to be careful about how we talk about uh, each other uh, we need to be careful uh, let your tongue not be evil uh, and don't speak things uh, that are not uh, in this word yes I question your walk with God if you speak evil if you don't bridle your tongue why? The Bible says, James 1, 26, if any man among you seem to be religious, mm, but brideth not his tongue, <laughs> but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. I'm telling you, to walk in the fear of the Lord. He said, let me teach you the fear of the Lord. And this is the first thing he came to. He said, don't be speaking evil and don't be speaking guile. Don't be pulling people down. Don't spill out poison. Because if you do, you do not have the fear of the Lord. You need to check yourself and find out what is coming out of your mouth. The next verse. He said, let me teach you the fear of the Lord. Verse 14. Depart from, he said, it's to depart from evil and do good. Speak peace. Pursue it. 
He said, depart from evil. He said, let me teach you the fear of the Lord. First of all, watch what's coming out of your mouth. Secondly, watch your actions. Your actions show whether or not you fear God or not. The places you go, the things you watch, the things you listen to, the way you treat somebody. Yeah. It says it shows whether or not you fear God. People that fear God realize that their actions have consequences. It says don't just be hearers of the word, but it says be doers of the word. Revelations 3, 15. He says, I know thy works. I see your actions. I see what you're actually doing. And your actions describe whether or not you fear God or not. I thank God for a mom and a dad that feared the Lord. Their verbiage and their actions showed that they feared God. They put God first in our lives. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I have parents that they didn't, they didn't try to tear people up in the church. You know that there's some pastor's kids that don't make it because the preachers know everything, right? And in their homes they talk about stuff. And I know preacher's kids are not in church because their parents poisoned them towards the people of God. I'm so thankful I have parents that didn't talk none of that mess in front of me. They told me how great the church is, how great the people of God is. They told me what an honor it is to be a a preacher's kid. That's all I heard. You know what that is? You think they didn't have something to say? Yes, they had something to say. But there was a fear of God in my home. Thank God. There was a fear of God. There were things that did not come into our house. We did not watch them. Why? Because there was a fear of God in our house. That's why your speech and your actions that's how you fear the Lord it goes on to say about the reverence of his majesty this is how you fear the Lord verse 15 the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry It's the majesty. It is the reverence of the fear of God. Knowing that God is working on your behalf. Knowing that God is trying to help you through every situation. Psalms 34, 17. The righteous cry unto the Lord, and the Lord hear them and delivereth them out of all their trouble. Psalms 121, verse 1. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord that makes heaven and earth. So let me teach you the fear of the Lord. Know that God is watching out for you. Know that God is there to protect you. He's there protect you uh, as one of the sheep in his flock. Uh, He's there to make sure everything is okay. But again, there is another side. The last one in in verse 16, uh, the dread of his wrath. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. God, the Bible says, In Psalm 7 and 11, 
that God is angry with the wicked every day. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I'm telling you, in the New Testament, there was a fear of God that came after Ananias and Sophia fell dead. The Bible says great fear came upon all the church. That's actually a different place. This is another one. Great fear came upon all the church and upon many that heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all, they're all together now at Simon's porch. And the Bible says, verse 14, and the believers were all added to the Lord, more of them, multitudes, both men and women. There was great fear that came upon the church because of the things that God was doing. And because of that, there was many added to the church. I'm telling you, it's not just an Old Testament statement. As a matter of fact, the fear of the Lord only amps up as you move into the book of Revelations. The fear of the Lord will come to you in one of two ways. Either the fear of the Lord can get a hold of you or you could get a hold of the fear of God. Either there will be a day that every knee will bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things beneath the earth. But either the fear of God will get a hold of you or you will get a hold of the fear of God. The Bible tells us, Jesus in Matthew 21, verse 44, whosoever shall fall on this rock shall be broken, but to whom it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. He's saying you can fall on God, and yes, you're going to be broken. Yes, God's going to break you and then put you back together the way it needs to. But if you don't allow yourself to fall on the rock and you wait for the rock to fall on you, you'll be crushed into powder where there is no putting you back together. That's why David, when he was asked of God, what do you want to happen? David had sinned. There was an issue. There was a problem. And in First Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 13, David said to God, I am, I am in great strait, but let me fall into the hands of the Lord. I know that great is his mercy. I know that if I will fall onto him, if I know, if I will just lean on the fear of God and allow that fear to be a my life then God's mercy is also going to be present if I will start with fear then it can move to mercy let me tell you the fear of God protects you in so many wonderful ways Psalms 34 verse 7 the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that Fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. 
and there is no want in them that fear him. If you allow that healthy fear of God to permeate in your life, there will be no want. And the angel of the Lord will encamp around about you. I'm telling you, that all comes through the Holy Ghost. The Bible says again, In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. How you get past the fear is to allow the spirit of God to live inside of you and to become his child, to give yourself fully to him. When you receive his spirit, the Bible says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You receive his love in Romans 5 and 5. Hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is spread abroad in our hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you get renewed in your mind? You pray in the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 9. Verse 31, then had the church rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. That don't sound right, the fear of the Lord and the comfort, yes. Because what you do is you move from the wrath of God to the blessings of God. I'm telling you, God don't hate you, but he hates sin. We don't just sin and it just goes on. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. If we don't repent of that sin, we are going to pay the price of that sin. And if we will realize that and get the fear of God back in us, first of all, there's a lot of things we wouldn't be doing anymore. We wouldn't be trying it anymore. But when the fear of God is there, there's beyond that. As I said, the shepherd, same shepherd, same actions. To one, he's known as a loving, caring protector. To the other, he is a, he is a disaster to the wolf. It depends on where you are. I promise you that if we do not live our lives in the way that God commands us to live, there is a real hell. There is a place of torment. God help me. I don't like to talk about it. You don't like to hear about it. But there is a hell and there is a heaven. And we must make sure we keep a fear of God in us. When we do something, we need to look at ourselves and say, does it please God or not? Is it being faithful? Because the Bible says he is going to look at people that did miracles in his name and say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. The fire, oh God. The fear of God. 
But when I walk with the fear of God, I want to please him. And when I have that fear of God and I'm filled with the spirit, I also have this thing that is the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Where I don't walk around with fear. I don't walk around going, what's God going to do? No. I live my life in a way that pleases him. So I walk around with comfort. And I walk around with peace. And I walk around with joy. And if you don't have that today... If you go to bed at night and you're wondering uh, what's going to happen to me uh, if I don't wake up in the morning, uh, if you live with fear and anxiety, uh, I want you to know uh, the remedy for that kind of fear uh, is to fear the Lord uh, and to come to him uh, and let the comfort uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, come inside of you. Uh, I promise you, uh, if you will take a step to him, uh, he is merciful, uh, he is just, uh, he is gracious, uh, he's not looking to put you down, uh, he's just waiting for you to come to him the Lord is my light and my salvation of whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come up against to eat my flesh, they stumble and fail. Though a host shall camp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rise up against me, and this will I be comforted. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me up upon a rock I'm here talking to someone today you don't have to live in the fear of this world you don't have to live with the spirit of fear there is a God that loves you stand with me lift your hands and begin to pray I'm asking Everyone to just stay where you are and pray for a moment. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Come on, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you're going to build something that's going to last in your life, if you're wondering why everything you do crumbles, are you making your decisions based on the fear of the Lord, based on reverencing Him, and based on the fact that He is God and He has all power, and He's asking us to live our lives in such a way that pleases Him? That's the Holy Ghost right there, right where you are. Keep praying. I feel the Holy Ghost touching people. Come on, it's time to stop playing around with this thing. It's time to come to an altar. It's time to give your heart to God. It's time to stop acting like everything's okay when you know there's little things that need to be right in your life. It's time to make a step for God. God, forgive me. I'm telling you, the Bible says if you will confess, He is faithful and just to forgive you. Keep praying right where you are. In the name of Jesus, He is faithful and just, but you've got to be willing to come to Him. If you're living with sin in your life, you need to come here. There are some people here that you are living a good life. And that good life is actually keeping you back from praying. 
you're saying, I'm pretty good. That's keeping you back. What that is is confidence in yourself. That's not the fear of God. Well, I live good. That's you praising yourself. That's not the fear of God. There is destruction that follows that type of mindset. Today, I'm going to open these altars up. And you need to come and repent of that sin. Repent of that pride. And you need to ask God, let the fear of the Lord, how I talk, how I act, knowing that you hear the cry of the righteous, knowing that you're against the wicked, I come in the fear of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Right now, no music, just you coming right now. Music can't come and get ready, but right now, just come. Now, someone beside you, would you like to come? Come find an altar. Come find an altar. Come on, why not today? Why not here? Why not now? You're never going to be good enough to get God. You just have to come to Him. That's it. Sir, ma'am. Let the fear of God rule your life. Let the fear of God come in. Will you say, how does God feel about the decisions I'm making? How does God feel about how I'm treating my husband or my wife? How does God feel about how I'm raising my children? Let the fear of God come in your life. I make my decisions based on what pleases the Lord. Oh, right now, I see tears flowing all over this place right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't be too quick to move forward. Don't be too quick to move to the next thing. God, how am I living my life? Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name let your voices be lifted right now let your voices be lifted I'm talking about a pillar of wisdom I'm talking about building things in your life that's going to last not quick decisions but decisions in the fear of the Lord decisions in the fear of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Ministers, will you begin to move and pray right now? Oh, go ahead and take a step forward. Why not? Come on. Why not? 
Come on, you're a good lady, you're a good man, you're a good young person, but that's not good enough. You got to live your life in the fear of God. You got to live your life saying, What pleases God is what I want to do, and what displeases God is what I reject. Oh, somebody. Holy Ghost. Go ahead, let those tears flow, sir. Let those tears flow, ma'am. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving. I, I asked the intercessors to plug in right now. There's some things happening right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, cry out to him. He's not far from every one of you. Oh, God, forgive me of my sins. God, I'm sorry for the things I've done that displease you. I'm sorry for the decisions I've made. God, I haven't always done everything right. God, forgive me. Give me a fresh start today. Oh, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Jesus, I can't do it without you. God, without you, I am nothing. God, everything I do is going to be is going to pass away. But God, let me live my life for the next. Let me live my life for eternity. Let me live my life in such a way that you can say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on. You've got to make decisions based on the word of God. You need to make decisions for your family based on the word of God, based on the fear of God. Live your life with the fear of the Lord. Come on, the Bible says, I didn't even get to all this, but work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Come on, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Jesus, Jesus. had something in their spirit. They said, I'd rather obey God than man. I'd rather obey God than man. I'd rather give my heart to God. It's good for your children to have the fear of the Lord. It's good for your relationship to have the fear of the Lord. It's a treasure. It's a treasure. There are people being filled and renewed with the Holy Ghost. Come on, young people. The places you 
go on the internet. You need to let the fear of God be in your life. Nobody else sees it, but God sees it. Nobody else knows, but God knows. Young man, young lady, the pictures that you would take of yourself and post online, no one knows. No one can see your face, but God knows. And God sees your heart. You need to let the fear of God come in you once again. Jesus. Jesus. ask some mamas and daddies to pray over our young people. Pray that the Lord will help them and that they will make a decision to have the fear of God. They live in a world that is so secret. The online world is so secret. So many things can happen so quickly. And they feel like nobody knows. But let's pray over our young people, our young men, our young ladies that the fear of God will be in their life. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking some adults to come around and pray over these young people, young men, young ladies. Pray that the fear of God will be in their life. Oh, Jesus. Go ahead. I need Go ahead. Rachel, go ahead and pray. Let the fear of God. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is to depart from evil. That's the fear of the Lord. To depart from evil. God, let the fear of the Lord. Come on, get real. Make it right. Talk to somebody. Let somebody help you. Don't live in the shadows. Don't live in secrecy. God already knows. So get somebody to help you. God, I pray for the fear of the Lord in our young men and our young ladies. I pray for the fear of the Lord to grip their hearts so they can live in the comfort and the peace of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's the only thing that's going to save some of us. It's a healthy fear of the Lord. It's a reverence of his power and his glory. And it is a dread of his wrath. That's the fear of the Lord. A reverence to his majesty and his power. A dread of his wrath. Oh, God. I still feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. Just obey God, will you, just for a moment. I know this is a unique service. It's a unique day, a unique message. I don't know when I'm going to preach it just like it again. So let's pray for a second. In the name of Jesus, God, put this in us. Put this inside of us. Don't let us just walk by this. Let the fear of God rule our lives. The fear of the Lord. God, these young men, let the fear of God, let them desire to please you. If they fall, let them get help and let them get back up and go again. Our young ladies, 
Let the fear of God be in their lives. Let them know that if they mess up, they don't have to suffer the wrath. They just have to come to your mercy and your grace. But it is there if we don't make it right. Go ahead, that's it. That's it, sir. That's it, ma'am. Let those tears flow. Let those tears flow. There's some beautiful things happening right now. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask you, just forget about who's around you and just pray. Let those tears flow down your face for a moment. Just let that washing come. Go ahead, just focus on God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 